0: All right, well, good morning. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. We're going to be at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But before we jump into that, I want to do a quick series overview where we've been so far with 40 days of missional living. You may recall, if you've been here with week one, we started off with the book of Matthew. We're going to go through the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Each of those have an account of the Great Commission. And we began week one with the gospel according to Matthew. In Matthew's account, his focus is the goal of the Great Commission. The goal of the Great Commission is then to make disciples. So, if the goal is to make disciples, we need to know what are the markers of a disciple? What does that look like to be a disciple? Well, if we were to synthesize or in a systematic way, uh, this is what we do in systematic theology. If we want to do in a systematic way, understand discipleship or what it means to be a disciple, we go through and very systematically look at all of the passages that have to deal with the subject of discipleship or what it means to be a disciple. Uh, And having done that, You can come to the conclusion that there are basically three categories that all of the aspects of discipleship fall into that is, relational, transformational, and sacrificial. So let's begin with relational. This is what we talked about in week one. The idea is that as a disciple, we are to to be in relationship with one another. Uh, we are reminded of the great commandment. We have the great commission. We have the great commandment. The great commandment says, By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. So, when we think about relationships, when we think about the relational aspect of being a disciple, we have to have a relationship with God. We have a relationship with other believers that's the church. And then we have a relationship with non believers. All of those are important when it comes to fulfilling the Great Commission. We are to love God, and we are to love others. And the relational aspect of discipleship is extremely important. The second aspect is transformational. Disciples are people whose lives are being changed by the gospel of Jesus. We're learning how to obey the teachings of Jesus. Keep in mind, Matthew, again, he says... Teach them to obey all things that I have commanded you. And we talked about in week one how difficult that can be. What does it mean to teach someone to obey or teach someone to observe? Well, the best way to do that, we talked about in week one, was by example. Um, It doesn't matter how many Bible classes you've attended or uh, if you've completed confirmation in a church. If your life is not being transformed by the gospel then you're not a disciple. Disciples will show evidence of a changed life. And then we have the third part, and that's sacrificial. Jesus put it this way, whoever does not take up his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now, that's a pretty strong statement. Disciples then are willingly making sacrifices for the sake of advancing the gospel. So again, we have relational, transformational, sacrificial All of that is the mark of a disciple, and we are to make disciples according to the gospel according to Matthew. In week two, we looked at Mark, the gospel according to Mark, and he addresses the method of the Great Commission. And the method of the Great Commission is to preach the gospel. We're not just talking about standing behind a podium. We're not just talking about being in the pulpit of a church we're talking about how our lives are preaching a message. Uh, the, very, the very day-to-day living, our life, our testimony is to, is to preach a message. And that leads us really into week three, which is the gospel according to Luke. What is that message? And that's his focus. And it is the gospel itself. So we are to make disciples. We do that by proclaiming the gospel, and we do that by living it out, and the gospel message itself uh, is the redemption of Christ. So we have four themes of the gospel. And the gospel themes are creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. And then we have, uh, last week we looked at the gospel according to John. John's focus is to look at the authority of, of the Great Commission, the authority of the Great Commission. And that's Jesus himself. Jesus said that God the Father had given him the authority, and then he gives that authority to us for us to go and to make disciples. So we go in the authority of Jesus. We are ambassadors for Christ. We don't go in our own authority. So, that's it. That's the past few weeks as we've as we've been working our way through the Great Commission Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Today we're going to be in the book of Acts. So now that you're caught up, all of that in review. So throughout this series, just before the message, uh, each week we have played a song that has come from '80s culture, and uh, so the '80s you know rock music, '80s pop. And this week is no exception. So, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, then you probably missed that. Uh, but this week's song just before the message was Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant, came out in 1982. And in fact, if you're listening on podcasts, you can find a playlist on Apple. Uh, the playlist is, is shared public. It's 40 Days of Missional Living. And there is a Christian. Uh, covers of a number of these songs that we posted. So anyway, if you're interested in that. The Electric Avenue song by Eddie Grant was released in 1982, and that song was actually a protest song. The song was written in response to the Brixton riots of 1981 in Brixton, London. So Electric Avenue is actually, it's an actual street in London, but it actually wasn't the location of the riots. Rather, The song was encouraging rioters to keep going until they get to Electric Avenue. Uh, Electric Avenue was the marketplace street. It got its name because I believe it was the 1880s that it was the first street to be lit up in London with electric lights. It allowed people in the marketplace to stay up stay open later. Uh, but you would think of this street as being the very affluent. So when he's writing this song, not because this, the riots took place on Electric Avenue, but he's saying, increase the intensity. If you remember the, the lyric is, and then we'll take it higher. He's talking about increasing the intensity of of the riots until you get what you want in, in the rioting protest. Uh, in 2003, Michael Tate. Michael Tate is of the Newsboys. He's the frontman lead singer now of the Newsboys. He used to be part of the group uh, DC Talk, and he did a cover of this song. So we have a Christian version of Eddie Grant's Electric Avenue. Uh, But he did one small thing that changed the lyrics in a profound way. What he did is he added a bridge with the following lyrics. Let me share what they are with you. Will bring them love, will bring them hope, will bring them peace. Will bring them peace out in the streets. Then we will take them higher. So this one small addition to the song, it shifted its focus from a protest, a protest song that was encouraging uh, the increase and in intensity of riots, to making the song focus upon taking the gospel message to the streets, a message of, of love and hope and peace. So this major difference, if we were to look at the two songs, the one that Eddie Grant released in 1982 versus the 2003 Michael Tate version, the remake or the, or the cover of the song, the major difference between the two is strategy. Strategy. In Eddie Grant's version— The strategy is to do what? Increase the intensity of the riots until it makes its way to Electric Avenue. And then ultimately you get your way. Michael Tate, by his small change in the lyrics, his strategy is to increase the gospel-centric message of love, hope, and peace through Jesus and take that to the streets instead and then you'll see actual change. So ultimately it's it's the same song, but the two have two very different strategies.